How many of you have been through a season in your life where you, didn't, you weren't sure if you were going to make it through? But somehow, someway, by the grace of God, you're still standing. Yes. We've been through some seasons, and I want to ask how many survivors are in the house? Yes. How many fighters are in the house? Yes, sometimes it's about a fight, right? I mean, it is, it's true. Um, let's pray. Father, I just thank you today, and I give myself to you. God, I ask that I would decrease so that you could increase. God, I ask that they would hear you and not me. Father, that this would be a word that would be shot forth from you and pierce the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I've been praying for all of you this morning. I've been asking God this morning for you, for those of you that needs breakthrough. I've been praying specifically that you would walk through these doors or that you would turn on and look, watch us online. I've been interceding all week and I said, God, whoever it is that needs this breakthrough, if it's just for one, then I'll go. Sometimes we can't look at for who. We just say there's somebody because God is burning something inside of me. And I don't want to just give you an opinion today. I don't want to give you just a great story, but I want to give you something that is true. I want to talk about the hard places that we go through. We go through some hard places, and maybe you're going through that right now at this very moment. And this message, I want you to know, started burning within me some time ago. I started praying as I was reading the 260 that, Dr., that Pastor Tim was talking about. I was reading it, and it started burning in me, and I was asking God, what would you have me share with the people this morning? And he highlighted an area for me. And I heard in my spirit, I want you to share about the process. This message is about the fight in the middle. How many of us have been in the middle of our process and we've had to start fighting for our sanity? We had to start fighting for our breakthrough. And so God says, I want you to teach them and I want you to show them how. I instantly knew what he wanted me to share because I had been going through some things this year. I've been going through some difficult things and I experienced some setbacks. But I also experienced some pressing through moments. I was in the middle of a storm. Experiencing setbacks and pushing forward, that's difficult because they go in different directions. It's when your faith and your spirit cries out, press forward. But your circumstance, say circumstance, your circumstance tells you you don't have the ability. It tells you you cannot overcome this. And it makes you doubt and you start to back up. And so there's a war that's going on in between you. And you know that you're in the middle when you're in the middle of a battle and victory is what you're after, but defeat is calling you. And you know that you're in the middle of a fight. And as people... We're all walking this journey of life. And we will constantly find ourselves in the middle of something. It can be something as simple as a work week. 
And that work week can feel like long. And we're all waiting for Wednesday to come. Why are we waiting for Wednesday to come? Because it's in the middle. And we know Friday's almost here, right? And we're waiting. And sometimes you can be in the middle of finals. And I've been there for you that are going to school and you're waiting for the season to be over because you just wanna get past this class and you just wanna move on. And that's the middle. Or sometimes it can be something so serious as a storm. You can be in the middle of a difficult storm and you're pressing hard with everything that's in you and you're trying to battle your way out of it. Friends, we will all be in the middle of something one day or another, we're in the middle. I want to show you what it looks like, okay? I'm going to do my best here with my earrings and everything. So there's one portion, here's another portion, and I want to talk about this place in the middle. We all want to get there. Whatever that there is, we all have a there. We all want to be something, we want to experience something. We want to have a breakthrough. Maybe our promise is there. We're asking God, and we have to walk this walk. This is what we have to do. We have to walk towards it, and we have to press at times. And at times, we get stopped by obstacles. Sometimes we get stopped by trauma or storms, or sometimes you're walking along and you're just tired and you get stopped and you're in the middle. And we can look back and say, thank God, I'm not where I was. But I am not yet where I wanna be. God, you said there's great things for me. God, you said I could overcome this. Why am I stuck here in the middle? And sometimes it takes us pressing and fighting and pushing and warring to get through it and nobody understands that unless you've been in the middle of some battles. And so I'm here to tell you, God says, tell them about the process. Tell them about this place where they feel like they can't make it and they're moving every day towards the goal. The Bible says that we are to press and to reach towards the goal. And you say, but I'm supposed to be further along and I'm stuck somewhere in the middle and I don't know what to do. Well, I'm gonna tell you today, sometimes you have to fight for your breakthrough. And so I want you to tell your neighbor, neighbor, you might be in the middle. We can be in the middle of greatness. <laughs> we can be in the middle of the hardest storm. But you know what? We can't get stuck there. That's the dangerous part, is that we can get stuck. Our goals our aspirations, our dreams, but we get in our own way. We have doubt or fear, or we just don't apply ourselves sometimes. We know we gotta make some changes, but we don't. And God wants to highlight this this morning. He wants us to keep stepping forward. He wants us to not always look back. Sometimes there's some trauma and some pain, and he's saying, don't keep looking back. I need you to press forward. I have something for you over here, and you want to stay here. 
and you want to stay in your hurt and you want to stay in your sadness and you need to go and I need you to move. And you're saying, I can't. I can't move. You don't understand, God. And he says, oh, yeah, I do understand. See, the Bible tells us that we are not to always look back, but we are to move forward. It's in Philippians 3, 12. Paul says, the one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward. It says, and then he says, to those things that are ahead, I press towards the goal. I love that. Those are two action words. He says, I reach and I press. Those are two action. I don't, I don't look back. We are to win. But the problem is, is that sometimes we can't see what's up there. We can't see the unknown or we can't see the answer. Or we don't know, is God really there? Does he really want us to move? And because we can't see, we get alarmed. Because it's unknown, we get alarmed and so we stop. You've heard that, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you want me to continue on. And we lose our peace, and we lose our faith, and we get weakened. That's not how we should handle this place of being in the middle. If you're here, and you feel weak, and you feel like you can't, and you feel like you're losing, I hope to be able to bring some light to you today. Because we're always moving forward. Life moves us forward naturally. And if we want to do well, then we need to be mindful of where we are. Are we moving forward as overcomers and fighting for our victory? Are we pressing? Are we reaching? Or are we just surviving? Are we feeling hurt and stuck and we lost our purpose? We lost our fire. We lost our zeal. When we found God, we were so fired up. But somewhere from our time of saying, yes, God, I'm all in. Send me. Here I am. You walk and life is hard. And you're getting hit. And you're going through trauma. And you're going through trials. And you're here and you lost your zeal. And you're sitting on the side and you're like, oh, wow. And God is wanting us to realize that we are to move. We are to have purpose. We are people of purpose. We're not supposed to be standing there saying, what do I do next? We're so hit. We get so hit that we stand and say, what do I do next? Oh, this is for the young people. No, there's a neighbor you can love. There's people you can send letters to. My mother-in-law, she was 80-something years old. She was ministering all the time to me, sending notes, calling people. It's never, never too, too, too far. It's never like you have nothing to do. God always wants to do something with you and through you. Or how about the other side of that? Maybe you're not stuck. Maybe you're moving along and you're doing well and you're working hard and you're praying really hard and you're asking God for all those things that's going to make you happy. You're saying, God, if I only had a bigger house, if I only had a better job, I'd be happy. If I only had more money, then I know I would be happy. Or if I only would find somebody to love, I'd be happy then. Or only if I could be strong in the Lord or as smart as Pastor Tim. That's my ideal place. 
Um, we all have that ideal place, right? We all have that place that we just, oh God, if just that could happen, I would be happy. I know it. If he would just act right, you gave me him and he's not acting right. If he would just act right, I would be happy. So we all know this place and we're looking for it. And we think that once we get there, the happiness happens. But happiness doesn't always happen that way. And I want to tell you why that's not the case. It's because life is not only about the destination. Life is about the journey. It's about being in the middle. It's about how we handle the storms. It's about the difficulties that we will go through sometimes. We're in the middle of that. It's about faith and it's about perseverance. It's about our soul and our relationship with God. These things should matter as much, if not more, than our goals and our aspirations. They should matter, but these are the things that we miss. We don't understand the purpose of the journey or the process. We try to skip through all the hard parts and we suffer tremendously through storms and trials. And that's not God's will for us. He wants us to be overcomers. He knows that we'll face trials. He tells us in John 16, it says that you will face trials and sorrows in this world. He says, but we are to take courage because he has overcome the world. There's another action word, take courage. Courage just doesn't happen. It means that you say, I'm taking it, and I'm pressing, and I'm pushing, and I'm going to take the courage that I need to get to the other side. What we need to realize is that there's purpose in the process. There is purpose. And we need to learn to learn through everything we go through. I want to say that again. We need to learn to learn through everything we go through. Everything we go through, if we learn through it, then we gain from it. You may not like it, but at least you will grow from it. One of the beautiful promises that I love so much, it's found in Romans 8.28, and it says that God causes all things to work together for our good. I love that. It says that he causes all things. He turns them around somehow. That's only, the, um, that's only God can do that. He can take a situation and he could turn it around for our good. And he can somehow, some way, in hindsight, you look back and you say, that was the hardest season of my life. But you know what? I grew tremendously because of that season. That's what he does. He turns things around. So instead of fretting or being frozen, start looking and saying, what is it that I need to learn here? What is it that you're trying to teach me? Because I need to get out of this place. But not only do I got to get out of this place, I got to grow through this place. That's what we have to do. We have to. We have to change our thought. I get it. None of us want to go go through things. None of us want to go through things. But we do. And we will. And my hope and what I think the purpose of this message that God wanted me to share with you this morning, he wanted me to share with you this morning so that we can be better prepared the next time we find ourselves in a difficult situation 
the next time we find ourselves in the middle of a storm, we can be better prepared. You can't go around everything. Sometimes you got to buckle down and you got to go through it because it's not lifting. It's not leaving right now. And the passage that I'll be sharing this morning, we'll see that the disciples also had to endure some difficult times in the middle of their journey with Jesus. On this particular day, Jesus sends his disciples out to the sea. And they're in the middle of the sea and they get caught by a storm. And in that same passage, we'll read how Peter gets out of the boat. And he walks on water, but right in the middle of his greatest moment, something stops him. I wanted to share the story because I, I knew and I saw it because as I was reading it, I said there's powerful and practical lessons here that we can apply to our lives. And that's what I wrote. I, I, this is good. And I was writing in my journal saying this is good stuff. But before I read about the disciples being sent out to the sea, I want to give a little context. We know according to the previous passage that earlier that day, Jesus was teaching on the mountainside. He was teaching the people and they became hungry and he does this incredible miracle where he multiplies a few loaves of bread and a few fish and he feeds thousands of people, multitudes. They say over 5,000 people. And the disciples, they witnessed that and they knew that Jesus could perform miracles. They had been with him for some time now. And this is where our story picks up. Matthew 14, 22. It says, immediately after Jesus feeds the 5,000, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went upon the mountain to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was in the middle of the sea now, tossed by the waves and the wind was strong. One translation says that they were in trouble. They were battling all night. Now remember, the disciples, they were fishermen. They were familiar with storms. They had sailed on that sea most of their life. But it was recorded that they were in trouble, that the storm was strong. And I'm sure they were wondering, well, where's Jesus? He sent us on this boat, and here we are stuck in a storm. Let's pick up verse 25. It says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Another translation puts the time anywhere between 3, 4, or 6 a.m. in the morning. I was studying this passage in another translation, and when it, it says, As dawn approaches, and I felt that in my spirit. I was like, As dawn approaches, Jesus shows up. Can everybody say, As dawn approaches? What does that mean? It means the start of a new day. It means that something new is happening. And so sometimes we need to know that dawn approaches and Jesus will show up to meet our need. See, Jesus goes to the disciples who are in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the sea, and he is ready to offer them help. Remember, he sent them there. But Jesus comes after a long night of battling. How many of us have battled through something that it seems like it's so long. I've been battling this thing for so long. 
And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. And that's the goodness of God's grace showing up just in time. Sometimes it's not when we want him to show up. It's sometimes at the very end when we're barely holding on, he shows up. But the question is not, will Jesus show up? Because he will. He will show up. You just continue on. The question is, is how will you battle? How will you fight? How will you wait when it's taking too long? Will you be found strong in your faith? Or will you be like the disciples in the boat? Verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were afraid, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out. They cried out. They didn't even recognize him. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Basically what he's saying, don't be afraid. I'm with you. And if the story was to end right there, there is a lot we could take from this. We can say, Jesus shows up in the middle of our storms and he saves us. Hallelujah. And we could go to lunch and call it a day. Yet there's so much more here that we can learn from. Verse 28. And Peter answered. Everybody said, Peter. Peter. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. What remarkable faith. In the middle of the storm, in the middle of the wind and waves, Peter gets out of the boat. That is awesome. In the middle of the storm, he decides to push the envelope. He was already afraid, but he sees Jesus and he says, oh, wait, wait, I want more. He wants more. He doesn't just say, come save me. Come save me, Jesus. He didn't say, fix it. I want you to think about that type of faith. He thinks, I want more. Ask me to do something impossible. Ask me to do something impossible. Tell me and I'll come. Why do you think he did that? Because he saw Jesus perform the miracle the day before and the days before. So he knew that Jesus could honor that request. He knew that. And so somewhere in him, in the middle of his fear and in the middle of the storm, he says, call me to come to you. And he gets out of the boat and he begins to step into the, into the impossible, right in the middle of the storm. And what we need to remember today is in the middle of our storm, in the middle of our chaos, in the middle of whatever it is that you're going through, ask God for more. Ask him to help you to do the impossible. It may seem like impossible to get there. It may seem like you're not gonna do it, but remember what Peter did. Peter said, I want more. Call me. And once God calls you, then you can start walking and you can start stepping. I love it. I love it. When I was reading that, I was like, Peter wanted more. I said, God, I want more in the middle of my storms. Once Peter saw that Jesus was there, he had courage because he knew it wasn't him. Sometimes we get so caught up looking at us and we need to look towards God and God will help us but we want to continue on in the story verse 30 
It says, but when Peter saw the wind, boisterous and the waves were strong, he was afraid again. He, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. And he said, oh, you of little faith. Now he's, oh, of you little faith. A moment ago, he had the biggest faith because he jumped out of the boat. And he says, oh, you of little faith. And Jesus grabs him and they get on the boat and the wind ceases. And the disciples say, surely you are the son of God. And they begin to worship him. Why did Peter doubt? That's the question I had. Peter pushed himself, regardless of the fear in the storm, and he's out of the boat. See, the storm could have changed his life forever. This passage could have been different because Peter was walking in the impossible, but something happened, and I think that happens to us sometimes. We are walking, and we are saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, I'm doing that. That's my goal. That's my aspiration. That's my promise. I'm going to do it. And we're walking and we're quoting scriptures and we're ready and we're going to do good. And something happens and we lose our courage, just like Peter. And somewhere right in the middle of us moving forward, something happens. How did Peter lose his courage? I mean, that's a question. Does anybody know how Peter lost his courage? I'll tell you how. Because he looked away. He looked away. He had his eyes on Jesus. He had everything. And he said, call me and I'll come. And he looked away. And he saw the winds and he considered the natural thing. He considered that. They were evident. They looked bigger. It looked bigger to him than what he already knew about Jesus' supernatural power. Remember, Jesus multiplies Little fish feeds 5,000. All of a sudden, these winds and these waves, they looked big. And he got his eyes off of Jesus. He got his eyes off of what he was trying to do and what he wanted to do. And he began to look. And he started to be fearful again. And he let his doubt take him out. He forgot to keep his eyes on Jesus. And he began to sink And in the middle of his greatest moment, he put his eyes on the storm. Life will be hard at times, but we need to train ourselves to keep our eyes on Jesus. We will all face moments like this. We will face these type of moments that we see the disciples facing in this passage. We will go through our own storms. And storms can vary. Storms can be physical storms where you're sick in your body and you're believing God for your healing, that's a storm. It could be an emotional storm where you're experiencing heartbrokenness, your your heart's broke, and depression. It can be a relational storm where you have a disappointment or disagreements with your family. You're estranged with your family. You haven't talked to them. That's a storm. Storms can be storms of uncertainty of what the future will hold. You are anxious about your future, and you have no peace. Or how about this? You can feel lost and unsure. That's a storm. Or how about this one? A a storm of our own poor decisions. Because we made some choices, and now we have to face the repercussions. And we have to walk through some hard places, 
And we have to walk away from some things that we have allowed to entangle us in. That's a storm, and you have to walk, and you have to fight, and ask Jesus to meet you, because you're here in this place, and you want freedom. Another thing that can be a storm is when you're waiting for God, and it's taken a long time, and you're believing, and you're asking God for that miracle, and you're still waiting. We can lose hope, because we've been waiting so long. Or being fearful. Fear, you're so fearful that you're paralyzed like Peter. And you can't move forward. And you're not moving forward. Because that's your storm. Our scenarios and our storms are different. But we all can relate because we walk through this life and it's a journey. And we will all experience many moments that will challenge us. We will also experience moments of greatness. Moments of loss. Moments of strength. Moments of weakness. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3 that there's a time for everything. I'll read some of them. There's a time to be born, a time to die. There's a time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to cry, and a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve, and there's a time to dance. There's many seasons that we will face, but God is with us through all of them. And it's up to us to continue on. He never said we wouldn't have trials and sorrows. We read that. But he tells us what to do in Hebrews 12 too. He says we are to fix our eyes on Jesus. Amen. That means you fix. That means you're not. It doesn't matter what the circumstance says. It can be screaming at you. And I am fixing my eyes on Jesus. And it says he's the author and the perfecter of our faith. It's in those times that our faith is being perfected. Our faith is being challenged. And we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. And we have to continue to move forward. And we will have victories. We will have breakthroughs. That's God's will for us. We will if we don't stop or quit. The Bible says it in Jeremiah 29, 11, And we all love this scripture. It says, he, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He says, I have plans to prosper you, to give you hope, and to give you a future. Those are the plans he has for us. His plans for our life is good. He wants us to live well in spite of the things that we will go through. That's what I was saying earlier. When you have a setback and you're pressing forward at the same time, that is difficult at times because you're pressing and saying, God, you said, and then you're, boom, you get hit, but you got to get back up. And he's right there, right there in the storm with you, pushing you forward because he wants us to live well. I heard one Bible teacher say it like this. We, have, we all have a born date and a death date. And the middle of these two dates on our tombstone, so born and death, there's a dash right in the middle. And that dash represents your life and your walk here on this earth with God. Born, death, dash. And the question that is so beautifully asked is what will you do with your dash? When it's all said and done, what will your dash say about you? We are all somewhere in the middle of these two markers. And maybe you have so much more 
that you want to do. You have dreams. You have things that you want to do. You want to overcome some places. Then I'm telling you to do it. Press and reach forward. Don't let complacency get a hold of you. Don't settle for where you are. Move forward. If your journey is not that great, ask God. Renew something with God. Ask him, I, I want my dash to matter. I want to do something for you. I don't want to miss it. And I want you to hear me. God has so much for you. He has so much for you. And I, I hope that you want everything that he has for you. I hope that you sit there and say, I want it all. And I'm telling you, don't let circumstance stop you. Don't let trials and storms and life's traumas and dramas stop you. Don't get caught up. Remember that God has something for you and it's great. Sometimes we have to be encouraged and reminded that it's not too late. It doesn't matter if you're young and you're just starting. It doesn't matter if you're in your senior years. We can all make changes and we can all experience breakthroughs. If you lack peace and joy, then that's your storm. Get your breakthrough. If you lack hope and purpose, then that's your storm. Get your breakthrough. If you are full of doubt, like Peter, then change is needed. Ask Jesus to help you to press forward, determined to have everything that he has promised you, no matter how hard it is at times. We should all be considering the dash on our tombstone that represents the middle from the beginning and the end of our time on this earth. I pray you search yourself and search your life and see where you are in the middle of your journey. I want to finish this morning with a personal testimony in hopes that by me sharing something of my own battle, I will encourage you that we all go through stuff. And maybe it's something that I'll share that will touch you or help you. This past year, I had some trying times, some difficult times. I was affected personally, relationally, and emotionally. And it's not only these things, we had four deaths in our family. One of them being my older brother, who I'm very close to. It was almost like I was sideswiped. I was hit from the side. And something of an old trauma was stirred up inside of me. I was hit hard. I asked my brother to come down for my birthday. I just wanted one thing. I told him, I just want to see you. Can you come? We were going to meet in the middle. I said, I'll meet you in the middle. I just want to see you. And his wife said, no, we're going to come all the way because you're so busy. And I was so happy that he was coming. That's all I wanted. And he came here, and he died here that weekend. I had an emotional uproar because I was so happy. And I was already battling so much. And then he came and he died. And it was almost like something hit me and it hit me hard. 
See, there's been a lot of loss in my life. But when this happened, pain flooded me. Like a heavy, heavy pain that I can't even explain. It was more than, you know, we had four deaths. But this one was just like someone, someone took my feet from underneath me. I had a lot of raw emotions and attitudes and thoughts that I had already thought I dealt with as a young girl. They began to grip me once again. And in my moment of weakness and emotional crisis, it was not just grief that was trying to take me. I was feeling so angry and disappointment started to set in. And it tried to take the best of me. See, it was natural that I would grieve. That's natural. But what was trying to attach to me was that I was so angry and so disappointed and so disappointed because I had already been going through so much throughout the year that I couldn't even process well. It was taking root and I felt my faith was being overtaken and I was in the middle of a storm. And I felt like Peter beginning to drown. I was drowning in the pain. Sometimes we don't even really realize the danger that we're in. I knew I wasn't in a good place. And I was praying, and I wasn't getting the breakthrough that I desperately needed, and I was in the middle of my storm. And I needed to push, and I needed to fight my way out, like Peter did. I was in a fight, and no matter what I was feeling, though, I never stopped. I never stopped coming, and I never stopped staying connected. I stayed in there. I was pressing so hard into Jesus with everything I had. And if I could explain it, the only way I could explain it, it's like, you know how you those tug of wars, and you see them, and I felt like everything was being tugged for me. And so I, the only thing I could think of in the spirit, you know how the anchor guy, he wraps the rope around his butt, and he sits down? Well, I wrapped that spiritual rope around my butt and I sat down and I said, I am not, I am not going backwards. I am not. And I held on to everything that I had. And I started telling people, not everybody, just those close people. I talked to my pastors and I said, I'm struggling. And I talked to close friends and I said, I need you to help me. Because I'm not, I'm so angry. And so I grabbed onto that rope and I held on with everything. And so I'm telling you, do not let go. Do not disconnect. Because that's the first thing that tries to happen. Yeah. Stay connected and be transparent and be honest to those that you trust. Not everybody, but those that you trust. Say, hey, I'm angry and I need help. And they'll help you. And Jesus met me. So I want you to know to stay transparent. You know why? Because that exposes the plan of the enemy. Don't think that when we're trying to make it that he won't capitalize on your weakness. He's a bully. And he will try to get you to stay silent and stay alone. He'll try to get you away from those ones that will speak faith in your life. He'll say, go over there because he doesn't want you near them because they'll provoke something in you to say, I'm still fighting. And so he tries to get you alone. And that's what really helped me is because I understood his tactics. I understood that if I didn't keep pressing and keep fighting and I isolated myself, I was going to be in trouble. 
And I began to wrestle. I began to declare and proclaim. And I asked Jesus, meet me here in the storm. And you know what? Jesus grabbed me. He grabbed me before I could plummet any deeper. And he stood me back on solid ground. And I'm standing here because of the grace of God and because he will meet you through every storm. He will. The other thing that was so crucial for me is that he took me to some familiar passage like Pastor Tim was saying. You're not growing unless you're reading the word. And if I didn't have that word in me, he wouldn't have been able to take me back to those promises and instructions. What happened is because I was so distracted in my pain that I forgot to remember. You have to remember what God has done for you in your life. Just like the disciples said, they had forgot. They were afraid. And in my grief moment, I was gripped in trauma, overtaken, that I felt myself contemplating my disappointment more than what I knew about God. And that's the dangerous place is when we get our eyes off of God and we don't stand on his word and we start to look at the circumstance and we start to look at the hurt and the pain or whatever it is that you're going through, you start to look at that and you start to believe it. It starts to become truth to you. And we cannot look at the circumstances no matter how it looks. If you continue to look at the circumstance, you will start to think you won't overcome it. And you probably won't even try. If you think you can't wait anymore, then doubt has set in. If you choose not to remember all that he has done for you, then your fight is gone. You have to call on to Jesus and you have to grab and he will pull you up. Maybe you're here today and you're listening or you're online and you feel like you're going under like Peter or like myself, like I was. And you're looking around at all the negative situations that surround you. Well, he sent me here this morning to say, take courage. I am with you. Do not be afraid. He says, dawn is coming. There will be a new day. He says, get up and fight, for I am with you. Jesus will meet you in the middle of the storm. Whatever your situation is, nothing is too small that he doesn't want to fix it. It's not important to him. It's important. And nothing is too big that he cannot fix. He knows exactly where you're at. And he is ready and willing to calm the sea for you and get in the boat of your life and take you the rest of the way. Let's run with perseverance. Let's run the race that he has set before us. Let's continue on like he's asking us to do. And let's choose to learn through it. Let's choose to grow because of it. And let's choose to fight. And let's choose to win. Amen. God gets all the glory. I knew God wanted me to share this message because I was coming out of some stuff. And Pastor Tim called me and said, hey, I will preach for you because I know you're going through a lot. And oh, I wanted to say, okay. I wanted to because I was licking my wounds. I was just coming out of the fight. And I said, Pastor Tim, and he knows I said this. I said, it's been such a hard year. I want to finish well. 
I want to finish well. I need to finish well. And he said, friend, he's so gracious. He goes, you are finishing well. I said, I know, but I need to get up there because the enemy tried to take me out. And I need to use my voice to call anybody that's out there to say, don't you quit. Get in and fight. So I want to take this moment. And I just want us to silence ourselves for one moment and close our eyes. I don't want to leave here without doing some business with God. I want us to take a moment to assess our life. Assess the dash. You're in the middle. Assess what will be said of you in the dash. Take a moment and ask God as the prayer team makes their way up. Where are you in the journey with God? Where are you? Maybe you're not at your best moment. And maybe there's still more that you want to accomplish. And maybe you've been going through some things and you feel that the storm is too big. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're going to win. And I want you to take a moment before God and, and settle some things. Let them know you're not quitting. Let them know that you're going to fight. What an encouraging, strong, powerful message for all of us because we're all in the middle of something. Do not give up. Do not give in. Wrap the rope, I love it, around your booty and say, I will not give in. I will not give in. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Lisa. Can you just say thank you to her? You didn't give up, and you're not going to let us give up either. So appreciate that. I so appreciate that. Listen, we have a prayer team that is here. Um, we also have some prayer team members that are in the back of the room. Whatever is easiest for you to get to. If you're in the middle of something, part of you're not giving up. Part of you wrapping that rope is to say, I want to partner with someone and in prayer to believe for what God is doing in the middle of my story. I want to learn to learn in the middle. God, what are you showing me? How can I get to where you have for me? So we're gonna release in just a moment, but find someone to pray with. If you're right there saying, God, I need, I, I need, I need to fight. I, help me, help me to do that. Listen, we had a number of really important announcements at the beginning of the service. We're going to send out an email this week or a text note to you as a reminder of the things that are coming up because there are several things. 
Maybe you don't get our texts or emails. So you know what I would love to invite you to do? Grab one of those connect cards that are right in the seat back in front of you. If you would trust us with your information, we don't sell it. We won't sell you anything either. Um, but we will communicate with you occasionally. And we're going to do that this week. And so if you do not get a text or an email from us at Santa Maria Fort Square Church, would you grab one of those before you go and just let us know. Just name and then you can tell us whether it's better to either text or, or email you because we want to stay connected. And uh, so that would be our honor to do that with you. Do not leave without prayer. Keep up the fight. Learn to learn in the middle of whatever it is that you're in the midst of. God loves you. We love you. Have an incredible week. Keep fighting.